Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup, this week with Rob and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment because five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. Now, this week is a very special episode. We have Rob Grant with us, and we're going to be talking about operational efficiencies. So, Rob, I'm going to hand it straight over to you. Give us an update um, of everything that you're doing to help us to be more efficient um, and operate at our absolute best. Thanks, Nadia, and and thank you for having me back on. I think probably the the catch-all word for me at the moment is data. That, that's a big thing that I've been passionate about for a while, which sounds incredibly nerdy, but hey. Um, I think what we're, what we're really trying to do, certainly this quarter and probably going into the next quarter as well, is make sure that our data is you know, 100% accurate. I'm pretty obsessed with the concept of a single source of truth. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. Apologies if I have. But I want to make sure that we as a business are all operating from the same intel. So... A big thing that myself and the team have been doing over the past few months is making sure that to a degree, we kind of eradicate spreadsheets. I think any kind of high performing organization, particularly in the sales arena, everyone has a spreadsheet for what they've built, what they haven't built, candidates they've placed, et cetera, which which is great. But I want to make sure that those spreadsheets match, you know, our spreadsheets, which match, you know, the accountant spreadsheet. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that all our data operates from one single source of truth and that we all have consistent information. So it's one of those things which in, in theory sounds relatively simple, but it, it's incredible that you, you start changing one thing and then a whole myriad, a whole can of worms opens up and you realize we haven't been tracking this metric correctly in the right way. So that, that's been the big driver. I think one of the, the results of that will certainly be, you know, as far as the, the consultants are concerned, a new commission tool so that they can see at any given point, what they've got coming in, where their placements are, who's paid, who's not been paid, and, and get better visibility for them. Because I think that's something that probably has been crying out, or they've been crying out for, for quite a while. So the big, the big drive for me, and, and probably continues to be, is that, that data piece. Um, the second part of that, and it is data related, is, is making sure that uh, we're collecting feedback from you know, externally from our customers, whether that's candidates or clients. So we use a tool that I think we've mentioned before called Recruiter Insider, whereby when we send a CV, when we have an interview, when we make a placement, we ask our customers to rate us. Um, and it's very transparent, but we want to know where we can improve. We want to know where the gaps in our customer service are. And that, that's something that I think has been really, really important to us as, as a business so that we can see that, if there are areas that need improvement, if there are areas that the client can improve on. I think that's part of our job as a trusted advisor and not just a you know, recruiter to let the client know what we're doing, how we're representing them, but equally important, how they're representing themselves. So that, that's something that we've been doing a lot of. We've had some great success with that. I think our own Andrew Nitek um, was, was nominated as one of the best client experiences this week. We as an agency, um, I think we won best candidate experience or, or top five best candidate experience, top five best client experience. And that is all completely impartial data. That's not something that we've done. We've sent out these forms and we've welcomed the feedback. Yeah, and I absolutely... And they're the drivers, yeah. And a great shout out to um, Andy because, you know, I think across the board, um, we're all just trying to get more efficient and to do our job better. Um, and, I, and I love this theme because everything that you've spoken us through is, is what we're trying to do as a business, just to make it easier to, 
to help people be successful. 100%. And that's for our people internally, but, but actually what we do for people externally. And our purpose and our mission, our driver is about um, ensuring that we are partnering the right people with the right people. Um, and that can happen in a number of different ways. So from my angle, looking at how I can be more efficient in my day to day, I've had a fantastic week. Um, I spent uh, Monday and Tuesday at Innovate Finance's uh, Global Summit. Um, I had the pleasure of actually sitting on stage and um, moderating one of the um, very nice one of the talks, which I absolutely loved. Um, there was a huge amount of people there, and one of the talks was. Um, uh, the talk that I moderated was on financial inclusion, which left me really humbled and really reminded of the purpose of what we are doing um, day in, day out, because financial services, technology and fintech isn't just about placing people into jobs to do a job. It's actually a part of a movement to change how this world looks at financial services, how people work with finance, how people partner with finance, how people understand their own finances, how people are made accessible to finance. It's so much bigger than it ever was before. And I love our hugely important part that we play within it. So when I think about operational efficiency, I think about how can I make sure that we are making a tremendous impact um, out there in the marketplace? How can we ensure that people know um, who Harrington Star, what our, what our drivers are and how we want to support people so they can be the best that they can be within their careers. And I really feel like um, I did that at IFGS. I met so many fantastic people, um, some, some new faces, some familiar faces. Um, and what was really fantastic is some of the familiar faces are people that when they first, uh, when their businesses were just, you know, sparkling their eye, I had them on the podcast, and now they're they're sitting on stage at Innovate Finance, and they are doing a keynote speech about Amazing. what they have achieved, and I love being part of that journey. Yeah, yeah. And there, there was another a woman that I met who um, I had done a podcast with her in her previous role. She's now moved on, and um, she's on the stage on the panel talking about the shifting tides of payments. And you know, for me, I thought this is this is more than just operational efficiency. This is about you utilizing that for our mission, our value, our purpose, and what we're doing to to drive things forward. So I am really pumped about um, everything that we're doing. Yeah, and it's a really interesting point, actually, because I think, you know, the first word that people think of, you know, or the first kind of image that people uh, probably conjure up when, you, when you're talking about finance is, is, you know, is greed and, you know, it's just you know, masters of the universe making money. But it's so much more than that. You know, there are so many innovative companies that are coming out and democratizing finance. You know, whether, it, whether it's little things like, uh, you know, Monzo, for example, that I now use, that gives me a trend of, of where I'm spending my money. Financial education tools, ease of payment, so that people that don't necessarily can't get into branches. You know, there's a lot of good that FinTech does. And I think that's, that's a really, you know, often underreported value. You know, and I, and I know that people focus on the greed and, and that, but there, there's a lot of good that it does as well. You know, mon money makes the world go around. It money doesn't go anywhere. You know, it's not it's not a dirty word. There are companies that are really harnessing that technology and that efficiency to make people's lives better and have a demonstrable impact about how this can you know positively impact the world as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, when I look at um, what we're doing to be more efficient and our operational efficiency, I think it's, 
it's so important that it allows us to make more of an impact and to help more people in their career trajectories within this industry. Yeah. Um, and I know that you've got loads on the agenda for you and the team. What's next? What's next is we, you know, we, we continue to kind of look under the, the bonnet of, of the machine, as it were, um, making sure that, that we don't leave any stone unturned. I think ultimately we want to look at every part of this business and say, right, are we, are we providing the best service to our customers? And customers can be candidates and clients, but, but for me, the kind of, you know, looks after the back office piece, it's also the consultants there. You know, I want to make sure that they've got everything they need to better service their customers, which are the candidates, which are the clients. So it's, it's quite a holistic approach. But we, you know, we we also need to have you know some quite honest conversations about things that we could do better. There are some growing pains. You know, people like to do things in a certain way, but but it's it's not a it's an ongoing process. It process is completely iterative. You know. I think maybe it'd be nice that we'd get to one quarter and be like, yeah, fantastic. Everything's done. The machine is perfect. Our process is perfect, but it's not, you know, so we're constantly reinventing. We're constantly tweaking. Um, so yeah, there's lots that we've got coming up, you know, specific technologies that we haven't announced yet, but effectively we are trying to make the, the perfect machine for, for the people that utilize it. Yeah, love that. Um, and then um, next on the agenda for me, and I love you know your concept of like rein reinvention because, you know, I'm constantly thinking about how I can do that for our customers, and our customers are are the people that are looking for work, but also the people that are looking to fill their vacancies. And and yeah. what I've been trying to do recently is actually draw a bit more attention to the whole career development piece here and how a person can allow themselves to be the best that they can be alongside how businesses can build their environments to allow for that individual to thrive within them. Um, and it's a really, it's, it's a really interesting, interesting world to be in because on the one hand you can see how little tweaks can make such a difference but yeah. also you can see how traditional a lot of people are and and you know you're talking of tweaking being agile reinventing it is just so important that people are able and they allow themselves to do that to be able to get better but um just to share a few examples um I've recorded even more of the uh, episodes of the advocate series that I've been putting together so that is Hot, hot on the press, will be out soon. But to remind anybody who can't remember, the Advocate series is me interviewing a number of experts across the financial technology space and having them answer questions that will allow people to advocate better for others or advocate for themselves. So we're starting on three hot topics, how to best ask for a pay rise, how to best ask for promotion, and how to ensure that you are remotely recognized. But it's not just about you advocating for you. This series is about people in positions of power and privilege to learn how to advocate for others around them too, how to ensure that your peers are remotely recognized if you can see that they're not, how, how to ensure that someone has all the, um, all the right um, acknowledgement and credit in the work that they're doing. Really important subject, so I'm super excited about that. Um, we are starting to put together our next careers webinar where we will have four C-level members of staff who began as developers. So this is a careers webinar for developers from developers who became C-level members of staff. Um, so we're super excited about that because the last time we hosted one of these, it was before the pandemic. Um, wow. So we'll do, really do we have a, a time, a date? 
Um, so we are planning um, for it to be on the 10th of May, but it's not finally confirmed, but it'll be over a lunchtime. And we will, um, we're just finalizing the last few speakers. Once that's done, it'll be out, but I'm very excited about that. Um, I have been running a number of my Empower Yourself and Your Career sessions. Um, anyone interested in that, please reach out to me because I've been doing them um, quite religiously at the minute um, because they they just give so much value to the people that are within them, which mm. is fantastic. So lots to, lots going on, lots to And, it, and it's great, lots great that events are back as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, for, from your book launch, which was, you know, we, we spoke about, I think, on a couple of podcasts ago, just that buzz of meeting people and seeing people and, you know, whilst COVID still exists, et cetera, et cetera. But it's great that we can get out there and meet people and you, you can't, you just can't replicate that face to face. You can't replicate, replicate, you know, a lot of energized people in a room listening to a topic that they want to talk about. And I'm, you know, having been in the events industry, I'm delighted that it's back in full force. Yeah, it, it really, it really is great. Um, and you know, just such a good positive feeling across the industry. I think yeah, it's yeah. left people feeling really energized about what their mission yeah. is and what they want to be achieving. Um, so I think it's um, you know, really, really positive uh, where we're sitting this week. Um, but um, it's also time now for us to do our quick fire round questions. So Yay. Toby is a massive fan of this. And I said to him that we would <laughs> definitely cover it this week because we haven't done it for the past couple of weeks. Um, but it's four questions which I'll fire at you first then you fire back at me um, and um, it should give a really good scope of what's been happening so Rob what is the most exciting thing you have seen this week most exciting thing I've seen this week oh my word <laughs> tell you what um, and this sounds damning with faint praise but we, we recently hired a guy who started this week and it's just really encouraging when someone starts and they want to learn and they're enthusiastic and they're kind of in that sponge mentality where they're like, you know, teach me. I find that quite inspiring because it takes me back to when I first started. It's like, I, I want to know the minutiae, why you do that, why you say that, what good looks like. So I find that quite exciting that people coming in and, and really getting, you know, pumped about what the business could be and where they could take their desk. Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. What's been the best lesson that you've learned this week? It, it's more of a kind of repetition from, um, it's something that we already know, but we, we had a guest speaker in um, who, who basically, and, and I think we all know this, but success comes in inches. Success doesn't come in miles. Success is iterative. You don't become an overnight sensation. You know, even overnight sensations have been grafting away for, for years, for decades. So it's just that important reminder and reflection that you've got to keep going. Just keep going. Trust in the process and the results will take care of themselves. I know it's a cliche. I know we talk about it a lot, but but it's true. It's a it's a truism for that very very reason. Yeah, yeah, no truer word said. Um, and your star of the week? I will say my star of the week is Rebecca Walsh. Um, she does so much. She helps me out on everything. Basically, um, we we couldn't do any of the stuff that we do without her. You know, from implementing new processes, from making sure that. You know, the back office is running smoothly. She is the, you know, for me, the heart and soul of the business many times. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that. And then what would be your quote of the week? My quote of the week um, may be influenced by what came up on my Disney Plus uh, feed, but it is the, The Man in the Critic by, sorry, The Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. And it just, it's basically saying, it's not the critic who counts. 
it's the person doing the stuff. You know, there'll be a lot of naysayers, there'll be a lot of critics, but it's the person that actually does it, that gets up, you know, does the job, fails, fails again, fails again, and then succeeds. That's the person that counts, not the people on the sideline saying you should have done it that way, you should have done it that way. So maybe that's inspired by Disney Plus, but it's a quote I've always liked. Yeah, um, and that is such an empowering quote because how many times have you seen it? You know, a backseat driver, like, like they, it's so easy yeah. to make a comment on something that you're not doing yourself. Um, and when you're doing it yourself, at least you're giving it a go. At least you're trying. So I love that. Um, cool. Now it's, your, now it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most exciting thing you've seen this week? Um, so I, I absolutely burst with excitement when this happened. So I actually messaged um, the FinTech Times because I wanted them to have a look at the book that I wrote. So if anyone doesn't know, which I'm sure you all do, FinTech Women Walk the Talk was out at the beginning of February. Um, when I messaged the FinTech Times, they said, Nadia, if you lost your mind, um, there's a review, a book review in this edition. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So nice. um, you then sent me a, a link to it. And I am so grateful because the review is absolutely brilliant. I couldn't have asked for anything more. And what really stood out for me is the way that it's been reviewed um, in terms of everything that I wanted to achieve with this book that I really have done. It is a celebration of the people within this industry that are driving forward um, the gender imbalance. It's a celebration of the many, many women and some of the male allies as well who are involved in driving this forward. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I spent a long time um, saying to the publishers that I wanted the biographies of everybody I quoted at the beginning of the book and this was, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're like, why, why do we need the biographies in there at all? Then why do we need them at the front of the book? And for me, it was um, a real battle because this book, as I said at the book launch, was never about me. It's about all of those people that are mm. walking the talk in the financial technology world and living this experience and driving change day in, day out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I, I'm shining a light on it, but it's them that's driving the change. Anyway, one of the things that, um, that was written in the book review was, was that at first it seems odd that the book starts with the biography, but then it becomes really apparent that it's about the power of community. So I, I, nice. I think I will be excited about that forevermore, to be really honest. And what's been your, your best lesson you've um, this week? Best lesson, um, I'll go back to um, Innovate Finance and their Global Summit. Um, so as you can imagine, I, I listened to a lot of the talks around talent. Um, and I mean, actually, it wasn't, you don't even need to go to a talk around talent. Just be there. Everyone's talking about talent. Um, and I think the best lesson for me was just a reminder. So every single company that spoke about anything, whether it was their SaaS solution or cross-border payments or, or their new product that they're launching, whatever it was, no one could get away from people, talent, inclusion, staff retention. Now, for me, every single person, all I kept hearing was the war on talent, the war on talent, the war on talent. And I actually think that that's the wrong vernacular because it's actually about mm protecting our talent, investing in our talent, growing our own talent. 
And, and IFGS itself, it was all about collaboration, learning from one another, networking, nurturing your people, supporting your people. So for me, why are we using the term war? Because war implies that we are yeah, working yeah. against one another rather than working together. So for me, the lesson is really a reminder of what I, I'm really passionate about. We shouldn't be using the term war on talent. It should be our responsibility to grow talent. 100%, 100%. Uh, for your star of the week, are you going external or internal? Um, I've decided to go internal because, um, again, just like Rebecca Walsh, I think Anthony Mills is doing a fantastic job um, for us. We have another two people starting with us shortly because of the great work that he's been doing. But he isn't just our candidate attraction person for the, for the business. He's onboarding. He is about making sure that people are happy, feeling empowered within their yeah. jobs. He's adding so much value left, right and centre and I cannot thank him enough for it. Good, very good call. I would completely echo that. Um, and then final question, uh, quote of the week. Um, quote of the week, uh, again, I go back to IFGS. Um, really excited because um, on the first day in the afternoon, there was the... Uh, Economic Secretary to the Treasury, John Glynn, MP there. Um, and he was so, so uh, welcoming to crypto. And I really wanted to draw attention to this because I think that you know, there's been a huge campaign across the UK recently just to welcome in crypto because people are still uh, looking at it uh, nervously, looking at it with risk. Um, and what he said is that we want this country to be a global hub, the very best place in the world to scale crypto companies. If there is one message I want to leave here today, leave you here today with, it is that the UK is open for business, open for crypto businesses. Boom. I loved that. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Perfect. So that is our quick fire round. That's been our conversation around operational efficiencies. Thank you to everybody listening to um, our, our conversation this week. As always, um, if there are any particular questions that you want us to be answering, recruitment isn't just about attracting candidates to this industry. It's about retaining those candidates. It's about anybody applying for a job, being supported throughout the application process, making the right decision, being onboarded properly, being retained in the business because they are promoted, invested in, trained. It's so, so important that when we think about recruitment, it's this holistic approach rather than just the attraction itself. So please reach out to us because we'd love to discuss any particular themes that you would like us to. Um, and of course, please rate, review and ask others to subscribe. And thank you very much for listening to this week's Recruitment Roundup.